Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Sorry for interrupting, but I just wanted to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Harry's Razors. You've probably heard of them before listening to other podcasts. You have to give people presents for the holidays, so you might as well give a gift and then help us out here on the pod. You can go to harrys.com backslash the stew that's harrys.com slash the stew and then when you use that link you can get five dollars off your order and free shipping during the holidays so like basically all of this month and then that helps us out over here on the pod they make great stocking stuffers you can get just a little cheap ten dollar guy if you don't have that much money or if you're really rich they have ones that are like a hundred dollars you can have them engraved with your name or you can just do um you know, a bunch of commas if you want. They have German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a close and comfortable shave. The eucalyptus shave cream that I love. Seems very expensive looking, but it's not. And like I said before, they start at just $10. So, holidays. Get your shopping done early and take advantage of the free shipping while you still can. Harrys.com slash the stew. Hola. You're listening to the Stew. I'm Jason Stewart. Say hello, Andre Canapara. Hola. Hola. We got the food pod going today. It's Thursday in LA, in Los Feliz. Luke Reyes. How you doing? Hola. Yeah, hola. <laughs> I like that your name is actually. We were, we started off Spanish, and I'm like, "Hello, gentlemen, how are yeah, you?" And then, and then I'm like, "Pleasure to meet you. I have Warren, yes, yes, Senor <laughs> Reyes." And you're like, "Hey guys, what's up?" But that's okay. <laughs> uh, we we just met today. You're a chef here in Los Angeles. I am. Yeah. You you have you, you're opening a ramen so, place yeah. currently so we're in the process the fucking year-long process of opening a restaurant downtown ramen shop uh ninth street ramen okay which uh yeah we're gonna do all house-made you know broth noodles that whole works and pretty traditional but some fun little spins on that we're but, gonna uh, we're gonna talk i have a i have a ramen questions cool. and then you also do la la oja yeah la oja that's spelled h-o-j-a h-o-j-a which is the fucking biggest thing we get la hoja La hola, la. <laughs> and I'm like, it's fucking laoha. Figure it out. Which we actually just made shirts that said like had the definition of the word, how to pronounce it. Okay, yeah, and that's a cannabis uh, infused events and catering company, which has been pretty fucking fun. And we have, I'm gonna have more questions about that too. Weed stuff. We could. Well, we'll talk about the ramen second. Let's talk. I want to talk about the weed stuff first, I guess. Um, no bearing the lead on this podcast. <laughs> he cooks food with marijuana pots. So, so food, yeah. turn the volume up now. Well, you know, like I've talked on the podcast before about how, like, and I'm sure you've seen this a lot with the the, the cross section of marijuana and cooking, 
where a lot of it is just kind of like bullshit that doesn't really need to happen. Mm. Just like we made weed anything. Fucking exactly. And that, that could probably, I don't know if that annoys you or anything. I mean, that's kind of why I started doing what we're doing. You know, it's like, I just find. And that's also why I had you on the pod because if you're just one of those weedy chefs, yeah, then weed brownies. I wouldn't have slid I just in find the like, DMs. Yeah, I find the whole, the cannabis, general cannabis cooking that exists now in the mainstream really fucking corny. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, like all weed culture it, I, or 98% uh, honestly, of weed you know, culture. Without, without, yeah, without, it it's got to mimic the percentages one, for the well, most one, part. You know, it, I would say I've grown up in cannabis, surrounded by cannabis culture. I obviously don't fucking, you know, now I'm back involved in it, but it went the whole, you know, Puerto Rican kid selling weed at 16 Hell and yeah. living mm-hmm. in Massachusetts and driving to Vermont. I thought you looked up. familiar. Yeah, you like, oh, you used to score for me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're like, Jorge. Yeah, oh, got it. Yeah. Oh, about that 20-0 you play, you yeah, know, yeah. it's in the mail. You got that. So right? driving up to Vermont. Driving up to Vermont. To make the pickup. Yeah, to pick up weed and like driving down to Connecticut to sell it to fucking college kids, you know, I think was past statute of limitations we can talk about That's it now fun. on air Hell yeah. well yeah. you know by the time this podcast comes out it'll be legal yeah, don't worry cool. i'm good yeah but then uh you know getting back getting into cooking and kind of you know other than smoking it i don't really even smoke anymore but i just surrounded i have a lot of yeah get I mean, out of here i do i, I use cbd literally you're off the pod yeah, now like, oh, okay guys, fucking cool. Cool. yeah that's cool. it. i thought you were cool, cool man I, actually guys i'm a cop <laughs> yeah, that's right you, you're all busted this is another under- everyone listen to the podcast get arrested. Me once. <laughs> yeah. uh no i just found we find you know i find cannabis culture as a whole a lot of it's so really corny like the marketing it's like hey it's a weed it's a bear with a weed leaf like stoner joe's brownies and like yeah. um so kind of getting into it and you know i did a, a tv show that's oh. about to air it's like a mm. top chef but with weed and mm. i wasn't even really involved in cannabis that much at the time i had done like a few pop-ups um and uh, I did kind of well on it, and I was like, okay, well, how do I, you know, turn this into something? And then I really started researching it, and I reached out to some friends that were involved in it, and that that you know, CO two clear and Ziki Farms, that now they're our main source of oil and flour, and we started thinking about, okay, like, what can we do other than fucking infuse it with butter and coconut oil? Right. So they have pr- proprietary infusion techniques, and now we've infused soy sauce, sake, like you know, oh, sesame wow. oil, every mm. fucking thing. So literally, now I no longer cook things that are just fucking you know about the weed it's like okay let's make a dish and then figure out how to incorporate a certain strain or a amount of thc and it's all microdose because like we've all you know i certainly have fucking had and i'm sure you guys edible experiences where it's a fucking nightmare you yeah know, where you, absolute yeah you eat <laughs> everyone a, has an entire brownie and you're like tripping like that that was my last experience about a year and a half ago i actually i ate a i woke up hungover and ate a cake that my brother had left in the fridge. And I was like, fucking hey, cake, yes. yes. <laughs> and like, yeah. Baby's back. And I ate the whole piece of cake, and like an hour later, I was literally on all fours. It felt like I was tripping. Like My whole body was like circular. Oh. Like. So like Mm-mm-mm. that kind of shit, and that's mm. the story that most people tell mm. when they talk edibles, which is, you know, it's yeah. like, okay, well, how do we make it something that's pleasurable? So, so it's now it's about... So for one of your... So like I show up to a... Uh, an event that you were La catering, Oja. a La Oja event. <laughs> yeah. Say, what is it? Let's say it's four courses. Yeah. How much THC am I going to consume over the course of the evening? So we try to do. Juice... If I don't do any upsells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't add on the fucking shave truffle. Uh, <laughs> so we try to do somewhere between like 20 to 25, maybe max 30 milligrams THC in a meal. Okay. Which, like, which is not, which is a good amount. And it, for some people, you know, everyone has their, uh, their own, you know, 
body chemistry. Yeah, like for me, I would be, I wouldn't be like calling my mom yeah. and telling her goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but would be high. But I would be, I would be, yeah. I would be good and high. Yeah, but like, like we just for, had a, if Andre did thirty to the head, he'd be, you know, flying. They say, say twenty five milligrams is usually like a basic. Yeah, that's Good a bit. edible dose for yeah. getting stoned. And and that's Are exactly you serious? 25 milligrams for yeah. sure. 25 milligrams is kind of like the base level and that but that's 10 the thing milligrams is, is where you're st- you're like just past microdosing level yeah. of edible but you're not anywhere. Have you taken 25 to the dome, Andre? Sure. Yeah. Damn. And you Never mind, Andre's cannabis cool. like frequently? Not frequently, but I pref- yeah, I mean I would say like my big curiosity once medical marijuana became kind of more established was to kind of see the consistency of what and the range of what was available in the edible market. And I find it a lot of times, especially like in the candy area to be wildly it's inconsistent. Mental. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's, I think it's kind of doing a disservice to what really is the potential for the market. For sure. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, so what we do is we'll try and do each court. Like we did a dinner this past week for a bunch of food writers and fucking other friends and stuff. And we'll, we started, we all start, dead. they're all dead. They're all, yeah, they're all, they all died yeah. there. They're all dead. Well, that's all we're talking so about. So you're, yeah. so you're here to speak for <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Time saying. of death, exactly. 420. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> uh, but we, you know, we do like, we did like an oyster bar. So each oyster was infused. Like we made a mignonette. Um, we infused the, the white wine vinegar with, um, THC in each dose for each of the oysters was 1.5 milligrams. So average person has like, you know, six oysters unless you're fucking going off. Right. And then, you know, but that's what we tell people is like, hey, here's, here's the baseline. Here's how much is in everything. And you, you can make the choice yourself. You know, if you want to double down on portions, go off, man. You know, like some people will scale back and just have three. And some people are like, okay, I'm aware of whatever it is and I'll eat. You know, twelve oysters. Mm-hmm. I'll eat a hundred oysters and die. You know, uh, <laughs> so the people and that happened. You know, there's a dead. The dead people animal. you're getting um, your flour and your oil from are they specifically in edibles? Or they so do everything? No, they're not. Actually, we're so our partnership with them is is also for listeners at home who don't know, flour is what we're referring to as just no- marijuana yeah. as you would normally see it, like in a bag. Or for my mom, it's a lid. Or for, or for uh, you know a lady of the reefer. night from the sixties or seventies. <laughs> yeah, my mom called it reefer the other day. She's like, "Oh, you mean your reefer business?" I'm like, "Yeah, fucking mom, my reefer business." <laughs> in How's your little reefer yeah. business doing? She's, I'm like, "Yeah, we had an event last night for the reefer business." My mom's not ninety. That means how much she was ninety. <laughs> this goes back. I think the first time I got busted with pot, my mom was like, "Well, how much did you have?" And I was, and I don't know. I was, I was like uh, in junior high, and I was like, "I don't know. It's just not a lot." She's like, "Like a lid?" And I was like, "What the fuck is a lid? I don't know what a lid is." Nah, it wasn't a lot. Fits in a baby's hand. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, a lid is a. Is what a, is a lid? I think it was like an ounce. Like a lid can be day. like a lid on a pirate. I, I think the reference goes back. They say they talk about it in Nice Dreams in Cheech and Chong, but I think a lid was referred to kind of like a lid of a trash can, kind of. But Jesus it was like it was, like, it was a large amount yeah. of pot. It was like at least an ounce of pot was like a lid. <laughs> the lid of a trash can. The lid of a trash can. Back That's... in my listen up, kids. Back in the day, trash cans had lids on them that you would pull off, and they weren't. Just... And there was just pot underneath, and they were just filled with weed. And that's how you would figure out how much pot to buy every day. Yeah, that's how you would trade for your food back when Jason was a kid. So, so the flour, the flour is just normal marijuana, and then the oil is where it's. 
extract extracted exactly. and then that would be injected into other foods or rubbed on your body or yeah, yeah. put in your urethra or under your Whatever eyelids depending on cool, how don't you ever do that and that's not a thing yeah so, yeah um i actually they do speaking of pee hole weed no no i mean it <laughs> they is do like the some. body oil stuff now which right. is like yeah, I mean, Jason's just smoke a friend joint. That's what I say. Yeah. But not no diss to anyone making weed. Well, you know, oil. I say the same thing about him putting pot in food. Yeah. Just smoke a joint and then eat the food. And or do both. You I know? say the same thing about coke. Smoke <laughs> it. Just, just, just smoke a little. Yeah. I don't know just why smoke a rock. Be, I don't smoke know why it. you got to go any other route. Yeah, I don't know why these, all these guys are snorting it nowadays. The reason I asked that question, if, if they were specific to edibles, is because I'm really curious, since you're so focused in in culinary with marijuana, is the extraction process, are you finding anyone kind of leaning towards more flavor once they have consistency dialed in with, like, the dosage? Like, since there's different extraction methods mm-hmm. and different kind of chemicals you can use, mm-hmm. are they playing with ways to get the most flavor or different flavors outside so that just would the be like, strains of weed? Yeah, so what they do is, I mean, they completely extract. Like, they, they make their own pens, they make the oil for the pens, and they usually separate the the terpenes which is what the flavor is okay. uh they separate the terpenes from the oil so when we when we infuse something like we get it we just get something and you could taste it i wouldn't recommend you dunking your finger in this fucking oil because you'll be the most high guy ever right but <laughs> it's it just it has no taste and that is you know so it's like olive oil or exactly something. so so that's what we use to infuse things now if we want to add a terpene which is a flavor to it like we did with a we infused a uh, sake, Jumai Ginjo, recently, and we infused it with uh, mm. Jack Hare, which is a, a, a strain of cannabis. I've never heard of that one yeah. before. Oh, you don't, you don't know Jack Hare? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with Jack. Okay. Here's so, uh, so what? The, and that had like a floral, minty flavor, and and also the like the psychoactive element to it was it made you excited. It's like a, a, a awakening yeah. bud. Mm. And we so we started the meal with that. So we we infuse the 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 sake with that, and we use it almost as like an amuse in the way that okay, it primed you to get ready for the rest of the stuff, and it tastes mm, you know it wow. awakened your. Uh, taste so we've so we've gotten to the point with the the furthering technology of of being able to not just put it in fats now exactly. that now that you can yeah. put it in oils or or alcohols or sakes or all these things. And that's and that's you know that's all what's really to exciting. Clear, it's like they're they won't even fucking tell me how to. It's like completely proprietary. I'm like I'm like oh I'm doing an interview for Vice and they want to know how we do it and they're like well tell them too bad tell them like yeah. we do it and it's proprietary. Yeah, does Coca Cola tell you how yeah, to make their shit? Yeah, Hell no. Exactly. And I get it. You know they're, that makes they're, absolute. Sense yeah, it to makes me. sense. They've been doing it for Wild twenty West. years. Yeah, exactly. So that's really like I mean now that this has opened up this whole other world, it's kind of like as a chef you've been doing flavor pairings on like a two-dimensional level and this is kind of like a third dimension of you're doing a flavor pairing with another element that never existed before with with the being high and now it also has a a body and a mental aspect to it as well and pairing that with other things that have those like a tequila is a stimulant Mm -hmm. and Whiskey is a, a depressant and weeds are uppers and downers and they have these different flavors that's it's it's a daunting thing. Yeah, it's like I mean, DNA. It's, it's it's interesting. It's yeah, it's uh, you know, it's something I'm still learning about on a daily fucking basis as we play with different flavors and different you know versions of infusion and levels of infusion. But it is cool to kind of like working with these guys that you know with CO2 and Ziki Farms to 
say, okay, well, you guys know the science of the infusion stuff, and and I know like okay how I want it to taste, and also the kind of for lack of a fucking better term, like the journey of the tasting menu or the event it might be. So we want them to start with course one and then finish by course four or five, and be able to still have wine. Or if we we did like mm-hmm. an event a couple of weeks ago with uh, Stillhouse Whiskey where they made a CBD, uh, CBD cocktail, <laughs> and so th- like you know we we kind of play with how the night turns out, which is it's another level of then just fucking, okay, we're going to serve salad, fish, meat, you know what I mean? Right. Which is cool. Is the majority of the food you're cooking then um, using the tasteless extraction, would uh, you say? It is, More yeah. So? I, 100%, yeah. It's like, you know, it, it depends so you're, on... So you're scared is what you're saying? I, no. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I want to know what, to that point, what 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 does weed pair with, flavor-wise? I mean, it, it, again, it's like... Depending or do we even know yet? It's yeah, earthy, I, Jason. Duh. I know it's earthy, <laughs> it but pairs like, with more weed. Ugh. It's such a unique flavor and scent. It is. I'm, I, I'm well, curious well, to like see like what one, really. You know, each bud, obviously, you fucking smoke, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's like what what goes with wine, and it, you're like which wine? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's like which which flower are you smelling? Which terpene? It, mm-hmm. You know, because the the amount that they from the terpene like the the concentration of it it's like you open up a jar that looks like a sample fucking perfume bottle right. and you smell it and it's like holy shit it's like right. pungent as fuck so like each one of them if you're using you know you're using a specific strain can pair with literally whatever the fuck you want you know mm-hmm. which is it's also cool and it's also and and to you know i guess my detriment and and the learning curve that we have as we're doing it is uh, you know, we're learning and we're using those things every day. So every time mm-hmm. we do, we're like, okay, let's try and use, you know, this kind of terpene in this dish. And it's like, okay, that didn't work. Or let's do that. So what, are, um, what about the legality of it? I mean, that's kind of the weird gray area that we're in until right. January. So January, it's going to be recreational legal, mm-hmm. which is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's still It'll be good for your little grass business that you got going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can move a lot more lids. A lot more that lids. Way. Yeah, I was going there. Yeah, uh, so many lids. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be cool. And also, it, because of what we're doing, which is is we're kind of take away some of that stigma of like you said like why not just smoke a joint and like Mm -hmm. you know everyone won't just smoke a joint you know some people are like okay whether it's for medicinal or even recreational they're they don't want to just smoke they're like okay so if i can get them into you know coming and doing a tasting menu which is a little more elegant in their eyes and 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 still and make it a whole experience like we have an artist doing fucking painting or whatever Mm -hmm. shit it might be yeah it it leads it it kind of has its own ecosystem that all those people with shared interests yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. and we are giving you know like we have like we put butt out on the flower on the tables as well so like Mm -hmm. the people who smoke like at the end of yeah like we had dinner the night and at the end of the dinner like fucking these people are like oh that was great and i'm high but i'm gonna roll a joint smoke so the people who are gonna smoke are gonna smoke but Mm. this is also complimentary and the people who are new to the whole thing or just like oh i'm really curious oh edible food you know like that's not like you said a a goo ball outside of a fish concert you know what i mean like totally uh (laughs) like shouts to massachusetts i was gonna say you really are from massachusetts you know what I mean? So it, it's it's kind of entering with this whole recreational thing, this new version of legality, a new crowd of people that we hope to. So, to kind so of before to. that, it's kind of like private, or you're doing events where people would have to show their their medical marijuana card. Because yeah. I've been to some parties like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we it's were, just totally. like that. Because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been to parties <laughs> like that where they'll have like a bud bar mm-hmm. or like, and and you just show up. 
And the, it's so, like, people so don't care about the legality of, or the illegality of marijuana in California at this point, exactly. where it's like, just show me your ID and, like... Show me you're over 21. And like we'll we, go... We have been very... Yeah, show me that I'll, you have sleep anxiety. I'll go on a website <laughs> like, and you got it now. Like, yeah, the, 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 nobody, like, oh, nobody cares anymore. I have anymore. Uh, really bad stress. Okay, yeah, here, here's some weed. You know, which, you know, that, that is a medical use and people, uh, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we've kind of been... The events we've done so far have been, you know, you bring your your card, your recreational, your card and med, medical card, and mm-hmm. as long as you're over 21, we'll serve yeah. you. Yeah, you know. Um, but it'll be, you know, to get some of the bigger crowds in and get people more interested that aren't haven't been just smoking weed before that will be fun. Mm-hmm. In this new year, because we haven't done that yet. Are you doing anything to prepare for that? Once it becomes legal, like, yeah, are you, stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you so setting up stuff. like a bigger infrastructure or yeah, we've, so is we've the back end doing numbers? Um, we actually just got partnered up with a, 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 Cal- a California olive oil farm. Mm-hmm. So we are, uh, we're doing the first ever fresh press. Like literally we gave a bottle last week to the, a bunch of writers. Um, that were the first people to get one. I'm an asset. I didn't bring you guys one. Sorry. I'll no, 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 no. Uh, it's fine. I'm like, oh, I give them to everyone except for you guys. <laughs> like, oh, tight, cool. Yeah. Um, it, it's a fresh pressed olive oil. So from Nouveau Farms in California, and they're uh, they press it, you know, and bottle it, and we infuse it, and we it's our a new line that we're launching in unison with those guys and mm. CO2 Clear. That'll come out in January, and that's going to be in 85 stores up and down the state, and we're going to be doing a lot of sales and we're hoping to you know mm. to be on the market first with that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and get that into fucking everywhere as it starts, comes legal and yeah. get that because because our main thing like i said about the mark the the cannabis branding as a whole is we want to we don't we want you to have the, a bottle of this olive oil on the table and then the name of the company is varejo so we want you to have varejo on the table and you could have you know your aunt and uncle come over for dinner and they're not going to be well you know it could be sitting on your counter and they're not going to be like oh why are you fucking stoner you know or whatever right. mm-hmm. it's very it's very subtle obviously it's med- it's labeled it tells you how much is in there per dose it's going to be you know five milligrams thc per dose mm-hmm. but it's not something that it's not like having overhead. a bong on the table exactly so so and 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 again that's another really nice entry way to get someone into it's a good gift people can be like hey uh you know you you don't really into weed but here's something just try it thd light infused and the, the taste wise it's fucking delicious like mm-hmm. this is the best you know nuvo is all you know award winning like world award winning fucking olive oil this all this sounds really. you know i know my mom listens to this pod but it looks like she she knows what she's gonna get in her stocking <laughs> yeah. this this year for christmas olive oil. <laughs> it's gonna be a christmas is gonna be good this year mom yeah I hope we got Netflix on on deck. You don't <laughs> yeah. want to sleep into that couch. Mm-hmm. Just drizzling that on Christmas dinner, you know. Yeah. yeah one yeah. for me, one for you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, gone are the days where you sneak to the fridge and then take a little nitrous hit off the whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are still here. Yeah. Those, those are, are, yeah, yeah. Those aren't going. Yeah, no, yeah, like a little bit on the nowhere. pumpkin pie, a little bit for yeah, you. But, you but also, I mean, what do you do when you're like, oh, my, my parents got this weed olive oil. Yeah. And then you're, you know, you're 13 years old and you're tiptoeing down the stairway at two in the morning. And just take a little rub. And, and mom and dad are fucking down there pouring olive oil and everything. Well, I mean, yeah. they're, what do you do when they're asleep and you, you got a little slice of bruschetta and you, you drizzle up? Is, what are we, are we going to have to teach our kids to... Yeah, I think it's like anything else. It's just moderation. Gonna, are we going to yeah, hide the, the weed oil in the gun safe? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just like having a bottle <laughs> of liquor, you know? It's, it's yeah, I guess so. Informing your kids is like, you know, hey, this is what this is. I don't think you're, you know, it's, you shouldn't be hiding it because cannabis, I think it's not... 
as it's it's from decriminalization. Earth. Exactly. It's not, you know, you don't have a fucking olive oil infused with meth, or maybe you do. I don't know what kind of shit you're into, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's from the earth. That, yeah. I need to interview them. <laughs> yeah, get them yeah. on here. Uh, it's from the earth, and it's, it's, you know, it's good for you. It's not. It's not super strong. It's it's you know microdosed and so. What about a CBD schmaltz? I'm into that. Something we because I, I was just thinking about. Andre made these roasted potatoes that were just more schmaltz than potato almost, and it, it got so crispy it looked like the surface of Mars or something like that. Like that sounds fucking great. The DMs the <laughs> Wait, DMs were blowing yeah. up off of the crispy potatoes. Now, how, how much you cook them all the way through in schmaltz? Or? No, so I did like the British style where you parboil, uh, yeah, yeah, break yeah. them up a little bit in the pan, yeah. just so you get like kind of that surface area rough enough surface, up, and yeah. then put it in the oven. I, it was like five hundred with with the schmaltz. That sounds fucking great. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was I mean, good. Schmaltz all over everything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was good, but then like, look, the but other it thing could too, be better, is what I'm saying. The other thing too about this conversation about like what is like a bottle of weed olive oil like, or what's that to have in the house, like. This is oh, yeah. this Fuck, is so generational guy. because mm-hmm. I will always look at something with weed in it and be like, damn, there's weed in that. Yeah. I will like <laughs> it will be legal for twenty years. Mm-hmm. It will be like served in you'll buy it at liquor you will buy flour mm-hmm. in liquor stores and I'll still be like, damn, that's weed. You're like, oh man. Well I guess I'm it's just... gonna take a, it's gonna take pe- like I just think it's too ingrained. I'm well I'm the same because I'm 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 we're full of grown grown adult yeah, men I mean, and I'm 34 years old I've been I've seen you know but every every Christmas when you get the little sampler pack of the chocolates that have the different alcohols in them mm-hmm. like the Grand Marnier and yeah, the yeah. Jack Daniels every yeah. year I get those and I'm like mm-hmm, there's alcohol in here <laughs> like so the same thing I, yeah, yeah. I get wasted yeah like I'm gonna eat one <laughs> I can't I'm just gonna eat one that's crazy yeah. man no but there will be kids that will look at marijuana or maybe now do or some more elevated adults will look at pot and be like yeah it's alcohol it's anything recreational yeah. it's anything to relax my fucking mom it smokes is. it every friday and yeah. she's annoying yeah. oh, i hate yeah. it i mean i was just in seattle like a couple of weeks ago and it's decrim- it's recreation up there and we were outside of a bar and some dude smoking a joint and i, I doubled t- i'm like yo the guys are smoking a joint i'm like oh wait this is fucking 2017 people are smoking <laughs> it will- smoking joints everywhere you know but still it's you know i'm i'm same I thing think that'll last of, like, i think that will yeah. i'll hold on to that like a bad hip yeah i'll always be right damn that's weed well yeah. maybe when we start getting that weed so when weed is everywhere are we going to actually start smoking our foods with with marijuana? Is that, I mean, uh, like using flour to smoke a brisket. That's what I'm saying, baby. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Is it a good idea? I mean, it sounds like. It seems like a waste of Is marijuana weed. more expensive oh, I mean, than hickory? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, unless you're, if you're really fucking fancy and, you know, just like literally lighting money on fire. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it, there's a lot of thing. there's a lot of questions in there. But you just have to try. I mean, I think you'd have to try it. I would say legally being able to grow it while also not legally being able to sell it mm-hmm. means if you want to grow enough weed to smoke a brisket just to see what happens, then it's not expensive. Yeah, right? you know, yeah. d- depends on where you look at yeah, it. I guess in California- if you're going to buy recreational weed tax at 35% retail, mm-hmm. that would be an expensive endeavor to smoke. Yeah. To smoke brisket, especially because it's yeah, all... Yeah, well, that was a $300 experiment. You know? Because it's all leaf. It's not hardwood, right? Yeah. So your smoke's going to disappear, and it's not going to... I mean, it's going to disappear in seconds. Yeah. Once you get it to actual But I guess maybe if you, like, point, smoke and cryo and you hold that, hot box you know, it, yeah. you figure that out. Yeah, I mean, you would have to trap it. You wouldn't be able to smoke it in, like, a traditional Texas smoker. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then what, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like how much flavor are you imparting? How much is it worth it? Why do it? Are you, can you even, are you imparting any THC or CBD into anything being Is your brisket like going to get a contact high is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah like will. You eat will, like one slice of brisket and be like the most high person ever? Well, it, that, I think that's one of those scenarios where you just like. Let's uh let's bring your friend over and see. If just like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, try this. Yeah, Mikey likes it. <laughs> just like, you, uh, what do you what do you think about the Reuben? It's been a half hour. Huh? No. Yeah. As yeah, a friend is rolling around. We'll check in another half hour. See how you're doing. <laughs> so well, let's uh let, let's shift gears into into the ramen world because I'm I'm curious about that. You so you're. You're making your own so we're doing, ramen yeah. stock from scratch, which is always something that I've been like fascinated with yeah. because it's such a very interesting cooking method, and you, it takes hours and hours or overnight. And yeah. Well, our process for the, our tonkatsu is is approximately three days. So it's. Wow. I mean, from the, the time we get the the meat in the meat and bones into the restaurant, the hypothetical restaurant has been open yet, but as we've done mm-hmm. this. Uh, it's a day of soaking the bones and mm-hmm. the meat and purging blood and making sure they're as clean as possible before we get them in the pot. Yeah. So, then, so you just soak the bones in water? So we soak just cold yeah. water? So, uh, yeah, we soak them in cold water uh, overnight for, for, no, for 24 hours. And then that, and, and that, that, removes, that removes yeah a lot of the blood that's actually still in the bones and in the meat. Because we use pork. Well, for our, we use a mixture of pork bones and some pork cuts in our, our tonkatsu broth. Um, and a little bit of pig head, so we actually purge most of the the blood from that. Then we start by parboiling. We parboil the bones and the meat again, or for the first time, and then that you know we remove that. We strain that water, scrub the bones, scrub the meat. So that's to like remove the impurities wow. and things exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah. So it, make sure that you know it, it. We want it to be as clean as possible. We use filtered, you know, all filtered water for all the processes. Um, it's about being a really clean flavored. Essentia? Is it essentia water yeah, that you're using? It's uh, yeah. It's not a cheap ramen, is no, what you're no, saying. It's, it's Fiji water. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> is it hard to source the bones? Are they very available? Um, Are they expensive? I'm, I've always been bon- curious, like on a wholesale, like on a on a scale that a restaurant restaurant would need where like, the majority of the base product is bone yeah or i mean a lot of that broth. is depending so on much. even the pig it's depending on the pig that you're using you know right. you can get bones that are fucking dirt cheap that you would get and, and again i've used for lots of things you can get at a carniceria around the corner right. that mm-hmm. if you want to make ramen at home go out those are the ones so you, you know like you don't have to use like a fucking amazing you know berkshire, berkshire or Tanzel, pork, but yeah, yeah exactly like you you don't have to use a pig that's grown for you for that's raised for you like we use and uh, you can use these these bones, and you're going to get a, a great tasting broth. You know, as long mm-hmm. as you get most of the impurities out, you know, soak them, get them as clean as possible. You're gonna you can still make a really good uh, pork based broth. Yeah, but the price price wise, it's it can vary because I've I've we get we bring in a whole pig, mm-hmm. so it's usually a base cost of around like two something a pound, mm-hmm. and that's spread out too. So if you, you know you're not we're obviously not throwing a pork loin in the fucking broth, right? But so some things you know you spread that out that cost out around a yeah. to a hundred pound pig, it kind of varies, you know. What uh, just rough numbers? What um, how much bone do you have from a whole pig? How much stock can you make from that? A day's stock, two days stock. A whole, pig, a whole pig. A whole pig will make us about like a whole. We bring in so we bring in half a pig at a yep. time, and then we bring additional chicken bones and pig bones uh-huh. in. So we're not bringing in because as of right now, as we've been testing, we're, we don't need 
you know, we don't need two fucking 30 pounds worth of pork sure, loin and that sure, kind of stuff. Sure, sure. But uh, for a half a pig would make us probably about like two days worth of broth. Wow. Yeah. And Impressive. I mean, two days worth of maybe you, if you're doing like 40 bowls, you know, so mm-hmm. it would probably make us like, you know, 47 ounce bowls, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that again, that's still a thousand dollars worth of, yeah, pork, yeah, you know, so it's, it's, it's not fucking cheap. You sure. Know, Cause you think of, we have to do, you know, $6,000 worth of sales on that just, yeah, no. just to justify us bringing in this pig. So it's, it, you know, ramen, the ramen game fucking, is a wild one. People think, look at fucking soup, you know, and, and even yeah. myself, when I first started eating and, and fucking with ramen and look at it, it's like, Oh, it's, it's soup. It's can't be expensive, but it, it's pricey, you know, and it, and there's a reason why it's, you know, people can, they charge, you know, whatever the fuck they charge. You look at like mm-hmm. mountain or whatever the fuck, and it's like a $20 bowl of soup. But there's a reason because he's using mental ingredients in there, you know, right. not to mention the food costs on the, the Yeah, I've seen a lot of people costs. complaining about that high dollar ramen at mountain yeah. MTN. But then the first line <laughs> of the description of the ramen is like soft shell or no, like snow crab or like, yeah, it's like some kind of, Crab in the ramen. In the ramen. Yeah, I still haven't eaten there. You're so like, yeah, of course it costs twenty three dollars, motherfucker. It's like, yeah, exactly. He's like, you know, I know they're making their, all their own noodles and they're they're using like fucking beautiful pigs and shit. And just judging on the stuff, you know, Jelena's great, and it's a, you know, he uses great product, and I'm sure every piece of garnish in there is sourced from the market. So. Mm-hmm. If I'm it's sure available it in a purple version, that you're using the purple one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's interesting. I mean, it's especially been such a talking point since Pock Pock closed, too, and Andy Riker talking about fetishizing kind of Asian food in general to be cheap. Yeah. yeah. And I know Dave Chang has talked about that, yeah. too. It's like, and it's true. It's like people look at, they're like, oh, it's Chinese food. Why is it fucking, why it's are they Thai charging food. Why is it more than six ninety five? Which is mental. Like yeah. seven things for a lunch special. Exactly. Mm. And looking at ramen, I mean, I think there's, there's a, a, an association that everybody has from like college or high school or being young or broke or anything even people who eat well, I think, still probably or some have to remind themselves to not instinctually look at ramen and be, oh, that's sh- this oh, top yeah, ramen. 25 yeah. cents a packet mm-hmm. or, oh, it's soup or to really kind of, because even I sometimes will look at something or I remember, you know, eating Pock Pock first couple times being like, why, this is really expensive. And then kind of pulling back and looking like, it's not that expensive. I'm just associating it with kind of the around the corner Thai prices as opposed to with Thai comparing whatever, it to yeah. any other restaurant serving any kind of cuisine. 100%. Like regardless, you strip out the actual genre of food it's coming from. And then it's just oh, small plates are eight to fifteen dollars, and or what, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, however you look at it. Um, I, I think even I still do that, and I would, you know, with the amount of effort and consideration I put into thinking about food, and you know, I'm, I don't even cook mm-hmm. um, professionally. I still am like, oh yeah, that's expensive, yeah. when it shouldn't be like, no, that's what it costs. And I get it. It's like, you know, the same shit where we talk about with weed, where it's like, oh, we, we still get kind of shocked when you see someone smoking. As, you know, ramen wasn't a huge thing. And same thing with, like, the proliferation of, you know, the Asian food that we see, like, the high level of it being done. Or it wasn't where I grew up. So I grew mm-hmm. up with, you know, 
eating at fucking China Star Restaurant, which is a buffet mm-hmm. for seven ninety nine, yep. and that was just what you and that was my version of Chinese food. And and now it's like you when I go blast to, that orange chicken till you die, which is fucking it great. Was good Don't get me wrong. Too. That's like I, mm-hmm. when I go home. That's immediately what I do is I go you know I'll go to those fucking places. I still love it. Mm-hmm. But as I you know went to college and left fucking small town in Massachusetts and went and went to New York and realized you know what actual this ethnic version of food is. Yeah, there's a reason why it can cost X, Y, and Z. You know, and and it's kind of training your yourself to think like you said that it's not just cheap because it's asian or it's not just cheap because it's fucking mexican it can be you know something cool and well it's good it's nice to see the tide turning for all of this with 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 one podcast at a time and one netflix documentary at a time letting us know that it's okay to spend too much money on ethnic food (laughs) no being from massachusetts right yeah i ask this question all the time and people because one of my best friends um one of my oldest friends, Mark, is from Wista, and he always talks Wista. about Wista. Oh God! So he <laughs> no no no, but he always talks Fucking about nightmare. his biggest complaint in life is that he can't get chicken fingers with duck sauce Holy on the shit. West Coast. That's that's like it, that's it. That's right? it, dude. That's yeah. it, and. It's fucking mental. Like I did chicken fingers with duck sauce. Chicken fingers with duck sauce is which like is my favorite fucking thing. Like, which is in Massachusetts more than New York, but you can get it in New York. You can get it in New York. Coast yeah, thing, yeah, it's but very like, much Massachusetts. Like in thing. Massachusetts, is even like it's, it's that's your fish taco. Zero. It's yeah. I mean, it's essentially cooked very similar to a fucking fish taco. And well, right. it's it's but it's like a. Piece of chicken of who knows where the fuck origin, <laughs> batter, over battered. Like, Don't want it's, to know yeah. where it's from. No, no, no interest. It's like <laughs> thigh meat Three batter on a counter to one protein 100%, ratio. But fucking delicious. And then they take that same chicken finger, and it's like it's like a fucking foot long chicken finger. Yeah. It's just battered and fried and served with sweet and sour sauce. Duck yeah. sauce. Duck sauce. Duck by sauce. the way, so duck sauce remember, is not sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, so but it looks more like but a king crab no leg. duck in it. No, <laughs> not, no, no duck. It's <laughs> like, again, same thing. It's like never it's heard like of sugar, it. and yeah. plum, fucking. Yeah. I don't Some even know. Some kind of acid and, and cornstarch. Yeah. yeah. It's so like it's like sweet and sour, but it's a little bit darker in color. It's actually it's like a yellower. Yeah, it's sauce. almost fluorescent yeah, yellow. Yeah, it's like it's like fluorescent yellow, not sweet and sour. Sweet and sour is like pinkish. Yeah, yeah. And, so what about flavor sauce. difference? Um, I don't know. I like yeah. to think that it's kind of sweet. I like it's to think sweet. that you guys are. Both, not... I think they're just both vaguely sweet. You know, I honestly, if you is duck sauce sour as well? And wait, no, and duck sauce no duck sauce just has like has 1%. texture in it too though. There is like little flecks of who knows what the fuck in duck right. sauce. Flex maybe in that's it? duck. Yeah, there's Some like kind it's, of it's fruit like it's like maybe fruit you, you'd want to kind of hope so. Like, maybe. I think it might be apricot. Maybe uh-huh. yeah, oh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I think it's actually apricot. Uh, <laughs> and then served with fried fucking chicken fingers. Let's, God damn, let's so get good. that on Ninth Street Ramen's Holy appetizer shit. menu. You know, I, I did some like R and D consulting for a Chinese thing that happened in L A a while ago, and that was the first thing. And they're like, and the owner of it was like, chicken fingers, and I was like, fucking try these, you know? And, he's, <laughs> yeah. and he didn't, he didn't get it. And it's mainly, it's mainly the nostalgia, which is why I love Genghis Cohen's. Uh, egg rolls. I yeah. like my girlfriend works at Genghis Cohen, and also friends with the owners. They're great dudes, and I eat their fucking egg rolls literally once a week. I get yeah. three orders because I'm a fat piece of shit. And <laughs> yes. th- dude, six pieces of egg rolls, and I'll just eat it casually, eat it throughout the night. Like munch room so temp, tight. room temp. They're, egg they're, roll. they're closer in size to a burrito than an egg roll. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's and like when you get a burrito at Del Taco. It's like a small. It's like not really a burrito. Like that's yeah. what they are, but yeah. they're. 
They're really crunchy. Yeah, they're really super crunchy. Super the super cabbage, thick, like yeah. wheat. I don't know if there's wheat in the wrapper or yeah. what's that. Girthy. Yeah. They're not like the, the the egg rolls that you get for free with whatever shitty like Panda Express fucking no. meal you get. Like mm. these not are the substantial. Thin, yeah. These are like a fucking mini burrito. And yeah, let's talk about delicious. perhaps an infused duck sauce on the shelves. I mean, I, I, that's it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Can we call it duck, stew duck sauce? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, whoever is the maker of duck sauce, reach out to me. Get a, get a shelf-stable duck sauce that you'll make oh, out no, of. Oh, no, that's like super. Yeah, that, the shelf-stable is that's that's, that's a pre-required <laughs> yeah. element of the duck yeah. sauce. It has to it's be. It's not like, oh, yeah, fresh, organic, <laughs> farmer's market duck sauce. It doesn't have to. It's, it's not perishable at all. No, It will last all. longer than we will. Yeah. So, yeah, get that. Infuse it with the CBD. Oh, I'm so happy to see your enthusiasm for chicken oh, fingers love and duck sauce. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so is Mark. Mark's so, excited. So for the, for the ramen, are you doing a, like a traditional style or are you adding your own little flair? Are you adding purple vegetables to it? Yeah, I mean, some of the, like for the tonkatsu, it's pretty straight up. But we, um, you know, we're doing the usual garnish. You see that? You see, you know, we'll use like a soy soaked egg and we'll do mm. a couple pickled elements to it. But not really. For that tonkatsu, it's pretty simple. But we also are doing a black ramen, which is we, we installed a wok into our place. Well, actually, we kept one of the woks. We kept, we took over uh, Chu's Chinese Kitchen on 9th Street, which is a Chinese restaurant that had been there for like 50 something years. Which oh, wow. It's fucking mental to see like they've been there that long and mm. I don't know how they stayed open. But right. uh, husband and wife. If that grease trap could talk, huh? Yeah. Oh, it did as I scrubbed it. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, but yeah, so we kept the walk, and we're we're doing a black ramen, which would be kind of variation. Uh, that's a, a pretty specific Tokyo thing that um, we're actually going out. My one of my partners, Masa, used to work there in a. He does clothing now, but he worked in a black ramen shop for a very long time, and he's like, "We have to have this." So we're gonna actually spend about a month out there before we open. And oh, wow. I'm working with the guys who like. There's like their specialty, and it's mainly. Um, it's a very uh, high heat uh, emulsified tonkatsu broth with a bunch of smoked alliums in it that makes wow. you know you see usually that charred black sauce mm-hmm. so that we use a bigger version of that that's infused with the tare and that will be infused to our, our tonkatsu and you essentially hit it in the wok super fast and then the tonkatsu and it emulsifies that very high heat and that goes in there so uh, yeah I've so never, I've never heard of it neither yeah, it's not it's I, not a thing that, that people do in the states very often and i can't wait to try it yeah it'll be so that's that that's kind that's of exciting. our flair thing and then we're doing a, a chicken soup which veers a little more towards like um almost like a you know a Jewish style matzo, like a, mm-hmm. a Jewish style chicken soup. It's chicken and dill, you know, and mm. and yeah, it's really we use nice. whole chickens and just same way we kind of do the tonkatsu is where we we boil them, get rid of you know, dump that, clean them, and then we just slowly cook the the chicken with finish it with ginger and dill, and that's it. Mm. And then noodles mm. and an egg and a little bit of uh, chicken breast. Awesome. But yeah, the soup's pretty pretty simple, you know. It's I don't want to. I did the whole, you know. I did a pop up for a while called Oh Man Ramen, which is where I got like weird with. And I was like, oh, let me just. I made it more soup, you know, and I, and also just got out some of the weird shit as I was experimenting and learning about ramen and fucking. Um, but this I've kind of pulled back and been like, okay, like with Ninth Street, let's make it just about clean, good, good broth, really good fucking noodles that we make every single day, and then and. Try and keep so the you're whole making the noodles too. Yeah, I'm making the noodles in house. Son of a gun. That's a yeah. lot. Don't want to make things easy on myself. You no. know, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, it seems yeah. like yeah, the ramen game. You can't really, you can't, you can't halfway it. Yeah, it's well, that's the it's thing. All is or you, nothing. You fuck, yeah, it's like I 
go to a bunch. I eat ramen like twice a week, mm-hmm. and mo- a, a lot of shops in LA use the same Sunbrand noodles. And Sunbrand noodles are fucking great. They're mm-hmm. great. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's a reason why they're the one that <laughs> yeah, they're everyone the, uses. the standard across exactly. the world. It seems like. But, but for me, my thought being, I how do we differentiate ourselves? How do I justify what we're doing and, and make what we do special? Okay, well... Without being a gimmick. Yeah. Without, ex- ex- without actually having it show up on the plate exactly. as opposed to something you read about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it, it, it wouldn't make sense to me not to make our own noodles. And yeah. So are you doing like an alternative flour? Uh, no, we're using we're using two a mixture of two flours and then... Um, and, the, and ramen, that's the alkaline noodle, yeah, right? Yeah, the alkaline noodles, yeah. So we're using the twice-baked baking soda and then water and, and two, two flours and making everything in-house, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Where are you getting ramen? Are you getting ramen twice a week in L.A. as research and development, or are you just a I ramen mean, lover? I fucking love ramen. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of just how I got into it. It's like, yeah. I, I mean, and I, I love... How are you not fat is what I want to know. <laughs> uh, ramen... I immediately throw it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, okay. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Because I love ramen, but like now nowadays, I, c- I can't eat it yeah. more than a few times a year, it seems like, because it just... I, you just have to eat it all, and it's just so much... And I know, I mean, I eat Richness. ramen twice a week, and I will say, I a lot of people hate this, but I get it with very light noodles, or I get it with noodles on the side often. And that's not, my move. Yeah, I get, noodles on the side yeah, is my ramen. I, I move. try to. I mean, I have a a, a, a genetic. Uh, predisposal towards being a big dude and yeah. I also love to fucking eat so I run a lot and I also eat like shit so the two kind of, I'm still a bigger dude but the eating with eating ramen is just trying to like I'll I love the soup I love broths and I love the you know I'll get like fucking Silver Lake ramen because I live around the corner from it yeah and I'll get it with the noodles on yeah, the man. side or light noodles and all the stuff inside of it and it's still I just fucking love that pork broth, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask, just what is drink, your? I'm just walking around drinking pork. <laughs> what's broth what's, much. what's your... It's like and, who needs a protein shake? And I hate running, but if yeah. I didn't do it, I'd be 500 pounds. Oh, 100. Yeah. percent Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where is your favorite ramen in LA? I know it can't be Silver Lake Ramen. No, it, oh, man. It depends. You know, it's like. Uh, what's your favorite flower, man? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I like sujita a lot. It depends on what what I'm feeling for. It's uh. Yeah, Santuka Ramen in Mitsuo Market is probably mm-hmm. my fi- overall favorite ramen. Mm-hmm. It's fucking phenomenal. Their their chicken miso ramen is fucking lights out. Mm-hmm. Um, Sujita, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially I, for the noodles on the side, yeah. boys. Yeah. Sujita is real nice. Really good. And that, that gluten volume, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and honestly, I, and I, I talked about this on, with some friends recently, it's like people shit on Silver Lake. Some people who are more of food, you know, they crush it. One, like from a business standpoint, fucking yeah. good for you guys. Like the they shirt, crush it, like yeah, it's fucking mental to me. And also, it's just a good, straight up, like I could eat ramen. You know, yeah. it's, it's very it's convenient. It's not bad. It's, it's not bad. It's got two things that just put a bullseye on its back. It's got a line it doesn't deserve. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, of course it deserves it because it has a line and the it has line, exactly. So they it. deserve like, it. Whatever. Fuck, I, my place doesn't have but, a fucking line, do it. You but know? I look at the line and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. And well, I think that's their name is Silver Lake Ramen, and that's it. And you're opening. In, <laughs> so those are your two. And bullseyes. you're opening in fucking Santa Monica. That was my thing. I was like, yeah. you know. But again, we're naming our place Ninth Street Ramen. And God help us if we open a second one. And I'm like, oh, those dipshits Silver Lake Ramen. Oh wait, yeah, no, right. we, okay. We built a brand yeah. that's got a line. We're, exactly. We gotta stay uh, with that. So, but uh, it's totally. I think I, I even probably have talked shit a little bit, just not like mm-hmm. bad, but like it's totally fine. 
But with the line and the name, you just want to hate on it a little. One hundred percent. I mean, but it's that super, fucking it's line good. is it's is great. It's fucking fine. bonkers. It's a great so. neighborhood ramen shop. Yeah. You know, there are pl- but every there are places that don't deserve the line. But every ramen place in L.A. Any day of the week has a line now. It's just Can, the good yeah. ones or the bad ones on sot and you know on the east side or the west side. It's just always a line. I mean, but it's kind of like when you drive by Chipotle and there's a line at the door and you're like, "There's a good Mexican restaurant there. There's a good Mexican restaurant yeah. there. Why aren't you guys going there?" Exactly. And said, and I drive by so like ramen, like just go. Go to Little Tokyo. People yeah. think that line's for Helen Rays. It's really for ramen champ. It just wraps <laughs> all the way down and then up the stairs. You don't even know. You guys love ramen, man. Yeah. <laughs> Four-hour waits for ramen champ. Yeah. <laughs> in, in July. Said no one. Yeah, exactly. You have to eat it standing up. <laughs> Are you guys going to have alcohol at Night Street? Uh, beer, wine, sake. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Are you a sake head? Uh, I'm really not. I'm not. I'm I'm a wine. I like. I prefer. I would drink wine. Oh, I love sake. Yeah, you know, when sake. I when I eat fucking ramen, I I it's like. It's already so much like flavor. Yeah. I I will drink before, drink after. Like the people who who are when I first started cooking, like when I was like, oh, I got out of work, I'm gonna go get a bowl of ramen, which I fucking loved. I was you know living near a skateboard, like it was a romanticized version of the whole thing, and go and like yeah. have a beer and a ramen. And now if I tried to have a beer with a ramen, it'd be a Hell fucking wrap. No. Yeah, like, no, I, I would literally <laughs> so fall asleep in my bowl of soup. You know, um, yeah, it's just like fucking water, diet coke. I'm old, you know. <laughs> yeah, the sake is real. Is real nice to have. I mean, I don't know anybody. I, I'm trying to think for ramen places who gets a cocktail with ramen. Like that's it. That yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. Really we thought exist. about that whole thing. We're like, oh yeah, we'll get a liquor, and we're like, why the fuck would we do that? Yeah. It's just like that's a other thing with ramen. Sake. Get them in, get yeah. them out. You know, it's like yeah. get people served because that's ramen. It's like people aren't really. You don't go to a ramen place and just chill over your bowl of soup and have a no. conversation. It's not no. that kind of. You place. sit there quietly, angrily until yeah. your food Aggressively shows up, aggressively staring, and yeah. then you just eat it without talking to your your loved one. Yeah, it's like that like, place. You have seen the ramen shop? Have you seen mm-hmm. that ramen shop in, I think it's Brooklyn or wherever, that they have, you're, you're literally have an enclosed fucking booth and you're, there's, there's a panel in front of you and you have panels on the side of you and. Do you put a quarter in to so, order? So like, no, someone's like slot, a peep someone, show, baby. Someone, yeah, and then there's a w- naked woman. Oh wait, that was yeah, a peep right. show. Wait, no, no, that was a lusty lady. There was <laughs> and no you, ramen anywhere. And then you anywhere. eat your uh, top ramen in front yeah. of a naked woman. <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, yeah. It's in Times Square. No, no one. Yeah. It's in 1980s Times Square. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the, a, a panel slides open in front of you a woman takes your order and then closes it comes back drops a fucking or a man takes your order you know 2017 Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh, slides it open and closed and uh, and hands you your bowl and you're left fucking alone and you can stare at your fucking iPhone and and it's it's insane and it's also you know, it makes all it of is. the fucking does sense the, in the world. Does the iPhone have nine one one and then just like ready to dial <laughs> until like in this weird like eight millimeter murder kill? <laughs> I've never ramen heard of box. This, this ramen place. That this is wild. I like this it. Sounds like a snuff yeah, film meets a restaurant. Pants optional in this place. Yeah. I'm assuming. I mean. I, I think you might get in trouble for that. Yeah. It's not a fully enclosed yeah. box. Mm-hmm. How do you eat ramen with a ball gag in your mouth? Is my big question. <laughs> That's that it. is my life question. Right it doesn't there. check out. I get right. the one with the hole in the middle. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know the one. Stupid question. It's on my Amazon wish list. Stupid question. <laughs> Christmas. All right. My bad. We 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 have reached the the part of the podcast where we talk about the best thing we ate all week, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll. I'll I'll go first, so you can prepare if you want, Luke. Unless you want to go first, Andre. No, I'm gonna. I went uh, with I went to Baru a few days ago with Farley from Eater, 
had a nice little lunch, and we ordered a bunch of stuff on the menu. But they had this uh, this mushroom based arancini, like the 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 rice ball that's that's battered and fried. But it was it looked more like a kind of like a musubi, mm. and it was very very mushroom heavy. And it was sitting on this base of it was kind of like a to mimic a cheese like consistency but it was really full of this wild mushroomy umami you guys can look at that it sounds fucking and great. then on top of it was like oh, a wow. little endive spear and then a little raw green onion so it's like those kind of bright a little bit sour fresh crispy flavors with this super umami fried mushroom gooey sauce hmm. i really like the flavor and it was like a very interesting appetizer and it's probably like nine dollars. It looks like a jalapeno popper. I still haven't. It looks weird as hell. You gotta go to. Yeah, it's so cool, man. I was there, and there's just there's just books everywhere, and like noodles drawing, and pickles being pickled, and they're playing like Metallica, Kill 'Em All, (laughs) and there's just like some like weird guy like who doesn't even speak English is just like here's some pickles that we made with like pineapples juice, and like we made kimchi out of the coolest thing you've ever seen before and they're just bringing out little snacks and like even the cookie like a chocolate is chip that just cookie. like a normal thing is that because you're with farley a little or bit of half and half a little yeah. bit of half and half yeah. but like you can you can go and order like order like the korean pickles that they make yeah. there and it's it's stuff you've never it's like a weird flavors you've never had before yeah they just kind of do everything like everyone wants to do something in their own way to make it unique mm-hmm. to their own but they, i feel like they do it the, the perfect just a, just a little bit and it's still it's still the same. Like their chocolate chip cookies still taste like a chocolate chip cookie, but it has a couple little weird elements. You don't even know what it is, but you just like how it tastes. It has mushroom cheese in it. <laughs> it has mushroom cheese. <laughs> but they're not doing a bunch of extra shit, is yeah. what I'm saying. Dope. And you can and all I tried, them. No, I tried a bite of there's something at uh, one of those fucking food events at like Paramount recently or like mm-hmm. last year, and it was fucking delicious. It did. I think it had like that pineapple kimchi. It had some mm-hmm. like really funky kimchi in it, and it, I I just remember thinking like. Oh, that was a bunch of like it was like up and down flavor. Why it was like very deep. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, that's dope. Mm. I, but I, I always find it so hard to go to the places that everyone's like, oh, you have to go there. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh god, I'm sure it's like either a fucking line or I don't want to be let down. <laughs> just go there, go there for yeah. I mean, every place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Farley said it when he was on this podcast. He's like, most most restaurant, like every restaurant is either like pretty good or pretty bad, and none of them are awful. Or perfect, you yeah. know. They're all just like pretty good. Yeah. But you should go go to Mar go to Baru like during lunch, and it's not a line at all. It's cool. fine. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. As worth. soon as Baru starts selling, so, also worth. I mean, considering how interesting the food is, one of those places too that worth a little bit of a wait. I don't know yeah. how bad the wait gets, but well, I mean, I'll I wait, wait for, for Baru. Yeah, I wait for all sorts of fucking trash food all the time. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> we were just talking we about stuff like ramen, so, you know. Yeah, we're gonna, we do live in L.A. And yeah. I like any restaurant where you know that the money that you're paying for the food is all going towards the food mm-hmm. and not, like, any, you know, bullshit, like, the website designer and, like, their plates and their yeah. aprons and their lighting and their mm-hmm. Sonos and all that shit that is... <laughs> It's like that they didn't guy's... do well anyway. Yeah. If it's just like this dish costs ten dollars and it's just going to come out on a plate and that's going to be the star. Yeah. We've, we we no, put all dope. the money on that and not the bullshit. That's cool. Uh, the best thing I ate um, was one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. Very surprising. I didn't expect it. 
It was from Cookbook and Echo Park. Mm. And I just grabbed one of their sandwiches. I was buying a few things. Mm. They carry the Camino vinegar from the restaurant in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, when they, they get it in very random spurts. Is that, that's go. like the red wine vinegar that's the really artisanal? red wine vinegar they artisanal? make themselves. And I think it's incredible. Uh, sometimes they get it for gifts. Um, Good with a little bit of weed in it, I'm just saying. Yeah. But they also... It <laughs> goes, Everything I go, a little bit of weed. <laughs> Hold on, let's be honest. You hear what this guy's saying? That barrio with a little bit of weed in it. <laughs> I mean, that's the next level. It is. But don't go expecting it to be there because they get it randomly. And so if, if mm. anybody's listening to this and wants it, call ahead. But it's, 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 it's red wine vinegar where you drink it and you're like, oh, this is what... It's so incredibly complex and wild. Oh, I got some in there. You should try it. Yeah. Um, it's also 20 bucks a bottle. So it's a little bit of like, it, it's worthwhile mm-hmm. for a gift. Um, but so I just grabbed a sandwich and kind of didn't ask any questions or think about it. It's looked nice for us beef. Um, and it was just mind bogglingly good. Oh, it was shit. on what was like a figasa or a focaccia, depending on where you're pronouncing it from in Italy, mm. but really, really thin, really amazing. And I, I know that they've carried Bub and Graham's in the past. So I don't know if that's who's making it. And I didn't, I mean, I just put it in the car and started eating it and was blown away. So I, I was going to ask them a few things and I was already gone. Mm. But it had like arugula and maybe kind so of like roast beef. a mild creamy cheese, some horseradish, arugula. And it was cold, not yeah. hot? Yeah. Super uh, thin sliced, medium just, rare roast beef? Sure. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, but it was really, really good, really wild. So now it's been kind of on my brain for the past couple of days to go back and just see if it was that one day out of 10 years. Maybe it was a, a perfect sandwich. Or maybe if that's like the... If that's the the day to day, if that's the ham and egg mm-hmm. going out of that place, holy shit! If that's yeah, the day, my God! I actually I went to that place for the first time today, and I was blown. I've like seen I followed them on Instagram, and I never yeah. actually. And I went in this morning. I was like, holy shit! This place is fucking like the great produce selection and like great it is, like, products. Yeah, to me, it is a perfect example of like a high low neighborhood market. Yeah, where you can spend a little bit of money if you want to on something expensive, but they also have arugula. You know, that is as good as any farmer's market arugula for five bucks a bag. Yeah. You know, so yep. it's like it, it, they do a really good job of being mm-hmm. reasonably priced and then also kind of having, you know, some higher end delicacies. Yeah, I mean, I saw like in the fucking case they had like lamb shoulder, like, you know, yeah, things beautiful. that didn't, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You wouldn't expect that in like a little store in fucking Echo Park. And well, I don't maybe know. Maybe nowadays. Yeah, but, I don't yeah. know what anniversary they're celebrating, but they are an outlier because they like, mm-hmm. that at least like seven years old. Old, I would imagine. Or really? It's been not, there for a long if time. If not more. Oh, wow. And there's nobody that has come close to them, including to this day, on the east side of L.A. doing what Cookbook does. And you would think, like, in this kind of current market for food and ingredients and expectations of people kind of who live out here, you'd think that there'd be, like, five copycats. Mm-hmm. And there's, they're still doing it, to me, better than anybody else. I think it's a little I impressive. mean, is anyone really doing it? Yeah, that kind of thing. And a store yeah. like that can stay in business with just, like, seven celebrities <laughs> who, live in, the, who yeah. live in the hills above who it. Who just drop yeah. three dimes every time yeah. they walk in. I know a lot of people who, like, like, or places like McCall's, the butcher shop, where it's just, like, not that many people can afford to no. buy this no. high-dollar food. No. But all it takes is just like that keeps you know some some rich ass lady to just be like oh, I'm gonna make dinner tonight and then like you just made oh, you that's just it. made our week all the time because I'm in there just even buying a baguette or I used to go in there and buy cookies once in a while even when I'm not buying meat 
I'll be in there getting bread, and somebody will be dropping 400 bucks on steak. And like, nah, what's the occasion? Somebody will, like, across the counter be like, what's the occasion? Like, I don't know. I just got a couple coming over for dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Luke. It's a Tuesday. You know me. <laughs> Anyways. Nothing but, special. Um, I mean, I've eaten mostly trash this week, but... Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Real pies count, toasty locos. Trash yeah, is yeah. good I, sometimes. Well, last night for dinner, I had a, a double quarter pounder, so that's the trash version. Hell yeah. Yeah, at like, after I did Damn. a catering gig at the dark like side. 1.30 in the morning, I was like, hey, Uber driver, can you stop? Yeah. Me? He's like, really, man? Yeah, I was like, you were just telling me you made mussels for it. And I was like, I, was like yeah, I don't want to eat, like, I don't yeah. ever want to eat the fucking shit that I make. I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, give me some fucking fries and a burger, and I'm going to cry yeah. into my fucking soda, <laughs> orange soda. <laughs> orange too? Yeah. yeah. I went off, yeah. If you're going to go, you yeah. got to go all was, the way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, all yeah. the way. McDonald's orange soda. Yeah, but the thing is, they don't do the orange, it was, it was orange high C for years, and now it's fucking orange soda. Like, knock mm. it off, guys. What the oh, fuck are you doing? Oh, I it's care. carbonated now. It's got like, it. yeah, it's fucking a disappointment. I'll still drink it. I'm not happy. Whenever about it, I think I of orange, drink orange drink, whatever that is, I just think like that was to me, that was like the standard soda order when you were a kid for a happy meal. Yeah, the orange drink. You got orange drink. I think that's like, probably why like, I'm so like, like somehow about it. in some parents' mind, uh, just color wise, they were like, oh, come on. Yeah, like an eight year old's going to get a Coke. <laughs> He's going to have orange drink. <laughs> equal amounts of sugar, yeah. equal amounts of everything. Nothing horrible. Real in it. Yeah. The 80s were wild, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Lids of weed and orange drink <laughs> for days. Um, I, well, today, which was actually fucking stumbled upon, uh, I went to Grand Central Market and uh, got tacos from, uh, I, I, was, I, I think it's La Michoacan. What is the guy in the front that, do, that specializes in like carnitas? At yeah, Central, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. Well, they have awesome. the big giant yeah. copper pot. And they always give you a free taco, which is the, I still think is fucking amazing because you don't get anything free ever. And then you walk up to that place and like, they go, oh, yeah, pa, and they hand you a fucking taco. And I'm like, me? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not special. Yeah. Yeah. I love and that part about it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. And that, that's sales. Like, you hand me a snack and lure me in with that. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. But um, so they lured me in and I, I got. Uh, I got a plate. I got three carnitas tacos, and oh. then I realized. But I did Speaking it. Speaking of mini burritos, those things are yeah. they're huge. huge. And I, I, I and but I got it without. See, I'm I'm on the no carb thing, so I got three with no tortilla, and then I got two tripe tacos. Because th- what I'm saying is, I discovered they have tripe. I didn't they, know they. Had tripe. I didn't either. But now they have. They changed their sign, and they have a whole pig. Right. And they they literally they fucking everything right. on there. So wow. I was like, oh, you guys have tripe? And he's like, yeah, we have tripe, but we don't. It's not crispy. It's it's stewed. I'm like, right. fucking done. Yep. Take it. And Love it. so, so I you got, just ate three pounds of loose I, meat on a plate. I didn't. I, I ended up wasting half of it because I'm a piece of shit. Did they just have I a always, super I soaker? Always order, I always order over order. Always <laughs> everywhere. Did they have a super soaker and sprayed you down with hog? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> open and up, then, fatty. And, well, and then I started. I got it with a side of of chicharrón. And the, so I used it, I did it like I topped I'm sweating it, topped right it with now. yeah salsa all the fucking you know onion cilantro uh-huh. but found seating outside in front of horse thief and when oh, I nice. went up to get a napkin and a fork which I needed I was like oh barbecue sauce and I took some of horse thief's barbecue sauce oh, and shit. dunked the carnitas from wow. that place into the horse thief barbecue sauce and it was fucking amazing and I, I literally. <laughs> John from Cato, I like put it on my Instagram, and he was like, "He's like, holy shit, man!" I was like, "Yes, dude, that's this a great is fucking, idea." It's dunk, dunking chicharron, carnitas, horse these barbecue sauce, like, lights out, yeah. I guarantee within a week that barbecue sauce is going to be in a night. It's going to be. Yeah, I, I, yeah. One, I realized that I was like, it's going to be like, like a, a subway token thinking, person in New York. I'm like, I didn't order any barbecue or any uh, horse thief. Are they going to think I'm stealing? And I was just like, fork, like. 
you know, yeah. my, there are 10 cents of barbecue sauce I took, but sorry, horse these. Really I mean, that's when, tough because you go to that taco place and you, I mean, you, you bought like $3 worth of meat. Yeah. And then you walk across to Grand Solar Market where it's like twenty eight dollars exactly. for Elegant, for a lunch smoked, yeah. at Horse well, you Thief, know, and you're like oh. beating the fucking system, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, you but you know, I didn't I didn't pour it on the side or on that. It was a little squirt, but that's a great idea. Yeah. It was it was just a little you know little dunkers, but maybe maybe there could be a, a collaboration between the two restaurants. Well, they who sell knows? beer and then put weed on it and then weed on it. <laughs> They sell beer, so if you want to be guilt free, you just get like a pint. Get from a beer, per- and then a f- get, and then yeah, pay a for your perfect compromise. Sauce. Buy go. a beer, get a squirt. Yeah, don't steal, guys. Unless it's barbecue sauce from Horse Thief. With the money uh, that you're saving from not buying food at Horse Thief, you can, you can get a whole fucking six pack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just buy strangers alcohol walking by <laughs> if you don't buy the Horse Thief brisket. You're you're good. You don't even need to validate. Mm-mm. Just pay the full price. All right, Luke. Well, thank you so much for doing Thanks this. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a treat. It, People yeah. can follow you. What's your What's your uh, social media? Instagram is uh, underscore Luke underscore Reyes. Yeah, and underscore uh, Luke underscore Reyes, and then la food dot com. La food. La o h o j a food dot com. And that's where to look for upcoming events. Yeah. So we, I mean, on my social media and and Loha food has all our upcoming events. We actually are doing in February a Valentine's big party dinner, like pre Valentine's. Very cool. Get stoned with your lover, kind of fucking super fun shit. Yeah. Massages, not really, but yeah, it'll be a tasting. Steal my ball gag idea. There are now. Yeah, ramen through a ball gag. I'll do massages. Yeah, I'll be giving. I'm not cooking. I'm just be giving yeah, out Jason's massages. Gonna be giving out free massages, not <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I got big hands, baby. Uh, great, thank you, Luke. Uh, and oh, go. and then Ninth Street Ramen. And Ninth Street Ramen, yeah. Ninth Street Ramen uh, opening eventually. around Valentine's Day. Yeah, probably later than that. But yeah. opening know, around Coachella I'm, Week One or Week Two. Yeah, we're gonna be. Uh, we'll be headlining main stage. Got it. Coachella <laughs> Week One. Week Two's for losers. <laughs> Hell yeah! Follow me on social media at them jeans. Hashtag Andre Conoparo does not have social media. It's trending now. Mm-hmm. It's true. I, I showed you, right? Yeah, he sent me a picture. Yeah, there's, there's a thing. He doesn't have social media. And that's, it's turning into a... It to a force you to get your social brother media. Is it just the two of once. you? I don't think that's trending. No, there's, there, there's like 10 different people who have used that hashtag now. Across I mean, the I'm world. He's going to use it. nothing to do with this. Trendings in air quotes. But all right, yeah. For you? Thanks, Stewie. We'll take, we'll take, two, we'll take 10 it hashtags. From, it was fun. It was from, it was, I looked at the picture and it was Stewie, Stewie in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stewie. <laughs> he's having a good time. He's Rest in, in peace, Stewie. He's in London and having a bit of fish and chips with a pint cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Thestewpodcast.com is where all the old episodes live. And you can go on iTunes, give us a nice rating and review, and subscribe. It'll only take a minute. And thank you so much for listening. And Merry Christmas if we don't talk to you before that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.